Committed Youth Podcast Season 3, ready or not, here it comes. Let's do this. We are back, everybody. After taking a break for the craziness of the holidays and of our January winter camp, uh, let me be the first to welcome you to the 2022 season of the Committed Youth Podcast, the official podcast of the High School Student Ministry of Calvary La Habra in La Habra, California. Uh, in case this is your first time joining us, I am Kevin Melgar, and I am just one of the co-hosts for this podcast. I mentioned winter camp at the beginning of this episode, and I was not personally able to attend this year's high school winter camp at Hume Lake. Uh, But do you know who was at winter camp this year? Uh, My fellow youth leader and co-host, Brandon Garcia. How's it going, Brandon? It's going great. Bummer you missed it, dude. It was a good time. I know. I'm hoping to get the the full scoop uh, tonight or today on today's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Can't let them know what time we're recording this podcast. So, Brandon, I'm excited to hear what we have for our recap on our winter camp in today's episode. But also with us today uh, is another regular youth leader and co-host, Kayla Cook. How's it going, Kayla? It's going. It's going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going. <laughs> we are surviving. Um, mm-hmm. So glad to hear it. Dude, and she just came back from a mountain. You yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was in the mountains two weekends in a row. That drive yep. was not fun four times in one week, let me tell you. Yeah, Kayla's New Year's resolution is to never change. I think that's, that's what doing. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. Uh, well, speaking of New Year's resolutions, I guess we're starting off this season strong uh, with a full co-hosting crew today because we also have the one and only Matthew Herrera in the house. <laughs> hey, guys. Ready for season three, Matt? Yeah, I am. Actually, my New Year's resolution is to show up on more podcasts this year. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can hold me to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be around. Yeah. I won't be a ghost. <laughs> We're already starting off strong. There we <laughs> go. There we go. Okay, so uh, we are starting off the season strong, and that includes our student guests on today's episode. We have one of our seniors, Selena Harellas, and her younger Ooh. sister, Serena, on the podcast episode today. Uh, if you've been around our youth group, you probably know them better by their nicknames of Lena and Squink. How's it going, Rolla Sisters? Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys feeling good about today's episode? You guys excited to recap your Hume experience? Yes, they're nodding. You guys have to verbally respond. <laughs> <laughs> the audience can't see you. They nodded. Everybody at home. It's okay. Kayla still waves goodbye every time we finish. So yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> okay, so uh, not only do we have uh, you know our four co-hosts and a pair of sisters on the podcast today, we also have another student guest, a relative newcomer to our group, and definitely a newcomer to the podcast. It is Michael Rodriguez. What's up, Michael? What's up? Glad <laughs> to be here. Yeah, dude. Glad to have you on. Just so you know, on our podcast, we like to have our guests play an icebreaker game uh, Mm -hmm. before we kick off the discussion. So today, you guys recently came back from winter camp at Hume Lake, like we've mentioned multiple times. 
So we will be playing a Hume Lake edition of our Who Wants to Be a Millionaire style trivia game. It'll be multiple choice questions in three rounds. For each round, I will read a question to you and you will give me what you think is your best guess as to the correct answer. So each of you will have to provide an answer for each round. So one round per person. And we will be alternating between the three of you, starting with Lena, as Lena is our senior on today's episode. If you guys feel like you need any help or advice as to what the correct answer might be, you can feel free to either ask each other for advice or open it up to our co-hosts for advice for what they think the correct answer might be. Yeah, that, that never goes well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we usually aren't very good at this game for some reason. <laughs> but okay, Lena, are you ready to try this out? Yes. Yes. Hopefully. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's do this. So, Lena, round one. So, Hume Lake is not the only Hume Christian camp location in California. How many different locations does Hume run Christian camps in the state of California? How many different locations does Hume run? Christian camps in the state of California. Do you think the answer is A, two locations, B, three locations, C, four locations, or D, 46 locations? Um, I would have to say A. Okay. So Lena is <laughs> going to lock in answer A. Lena, that is your final answer. <gasps> <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's so confident. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she is going to lock it in. She's saying answer A, two locations, and answer A, two locations is incorrect. Oh. Oh. So close. So you weren't too far off though. The correct answer is B, three locations. So they do run Christian camps in three locations. So there's the OG Hume Lake Christian Camps. There's Hume SoCal, uh, which is Big Bear. And then they have a Hume Lake Camp that they actually run out of San Diego during the summers. Mm, Um, So three locations. But never fear. You guys all still have a chance to bring this back. Starting with round two, we're going to go to Michael for this round. All right, Michael. All right, I'm ready. Here we go. Hume has specific names for different campground areas at Hume Lake. So different sections of the camp have different names for the sections of the camp. Which of these is not the name of an actual campground area? A. Ponderosa B. Meadow Ranch C. River Pine or D. Wagon Train So I'll go through those one more time. Do you think it is A, Ponderosa, B, Meadow Ranch, C, River Pine, or D, Wagon Train? Uh, I'm gonna just take a shot in the dark. Uh, D? Alright, so you're going to say D, Wagon Train? Uh, yeah, D. <laughs> I'm gonna just stick with it. Michael's gonna stick to his guns. <laughs> All right, so Michael's going to say, uh, answer D, Wagon Train, is not the name of, of an actual campground area at Hume Lake proper. And answer D is 
Incorrect. <laughs> I thought it was D's. <laughs> <laughs> I would have guessed that too. <laughs> that was my really? answer. <laughs> really? All right, cool. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> it's not a good thing, dude. We lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, if you can't be right, at least be consistent. That's that's the that's the moral yeah. of the story. So, uh, so answer C was actually the correct answer. River Pine is not an area uh, campground in Hume Lake. But all right, round three. For her last student here on the on the episode, see if she can bring it home. Come on, Steve. <laughs> no. Here we go. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Here's your question. Hume Lake Winter Camp features broom hockey, an activity derived from the sport of broom ball. So originally the sport was broom ball. When is broom ball believed to have first been played in the United States? So when do you think broom ball was first played in the U.S.? Do you think it was A, the 1820s, B, the 1960s, C, the 1980s, or D, the 2000s? So remember, you can ask your fellow students or the co-hosts if you have trouble picking a, an answer. Actually, yeah, I'm having trouble picking an answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Does anybody want to weigh in? I give think an opinion. does. For yeah, Kayla. Kayla, that's all <laughs> yours. I don't know, guys. I'm bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's one of the 1900s, so it's probably B or C. I hope that helps you think. So it's either BC or AD. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, I'm gonna go with 1980s. Okay, so Squink is going to say 1980s as her final answer. She, she is saying answer C, and answer C is incorrect. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but at least Kayla did point you in the right yes. direction. Uh, so the correct answer was the other option. Answer B, 1960s was when Broomball first originated. Good try, everybody. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We'll get them next year. Yeah. Let's do like a long essay or fill in the blank. But like the multiple guess is hard. Yeah. Next time I'll just have everybody come with a book report. Yeah. uh, And then we'll we'll call it it good. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So thank you guys for for playing our little icebreaker game. Always fun. Always fun. But broom hockey, you know, for that last question is one of the fun things that goes on at camp. And as we mentioned today, we're talking all about winter camp and what you guys learn there, your experience. Uh, for those of you listening in who went to winter camp, hopefully this will be a good reminder of some of the things you guys learn there. And for those who did not get a chance to go, uh, myself included, hopefully this will be a good glimpse into what went on that weekend. Uh, but as we start off this discussion, I just wanted to ask you guys First of all, you know, before we get into, you know, the theme or even, you know, some of the stuff like that, you know, just what was one fun highlight from winter camp this year that you would say just from the activities you did or hanging out, interacting with your super fun leaders, um, you know, what, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, what was, uh, you know, just one fun highlight that you can think from winter camp this year? Why don't we start with our senior, Lena? Why don't you kick this off? Um, Room hockey. And how, like, we won again. 
<laughs> and the funny thing is, I had a dream that we won like four times, <laughs> which was like really weird. <laughs> but it was like that. And then like being able to like spend like time in like the cabins with each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And definitely big shout out uh, to our girls team that took the broom hockey championship. Ooh. Number one. Back to back. Stephanie's disappointments. <laughs> Part three. <laughs> Part three. <laughs> Here's the question, though. So, did you have a dream that we won four times? Like, you had a dream four times, or did you dream that we won four times? Like, did you dream that we won it four years in a row? Uh, that we won it like four years in a row. Oh, nice. <sighs> there we go. I hope that's prophetic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pray that. Uh, pray that over our next uh next humor treat starting now prayer and fasting (laughs) but yeah yeah that was awesome so definitely that sounds like a really great time and the cabins are always fun but what about you michael one fun highlight from winter camp this year uh besides getting to see our girls team dominate in broom hockey anything else that you can think of uh it was definitely that one time where that kid just face planted during the box sled blitz (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, the chapels were also good, but that was cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I heard about this. So for those of you guys listening in who might not be familiar, Box Sled Blitz is one of the sketchiest and yet also safe <laughs> things. Um, it's totally safe, 100% safe, but also very sketchy. So basically there's there's cardboard and duct tape and everybody makes a sled uh, out of only cardboard and duct tape. And so mm. apparently there was uh, one of the students who, who face planted. So can you describe it to us? What, what was the scenario? Like, how did this happen? Okay, so, well, they went down pretty fast because there's like a lot of them, like five of them in that one sled. And uh, they got a whole two inches of air. And then <laughs> the entire front of the sled just evaporated. And that one kid just flew off. It was great. (laughs) And then everyone else fell on top of him. Oh, man. Yeah, they just sandwiched (laughs) right on top of him. Yep. And that was made possible because we provided provided the supplies for them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They ended up taking second place, didn't they? They did. They took second place with our materials. Nice. I think it was the face plant that did it, Brandon. It wasn't our materials. The cool thing is it was our first time ever being... At a winter camp. That's awesome. Definitely, uh, like you said, Michael, I think getting to see the box lids go off of the ramp uh, at the end, and I'm sure getting to see somebody just like get launched <laughs> out of their box sled <laughs> would be pretty crazy. So yeah, definitely a crazy moment. Squink, what about you? What would you say is one fun highlight from winter camp this year? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I think, well, I've never been to Hume, so I think it was just cool like being there and seeing like how they do it and how it works and I think yeah I just I just really liked it It was really pretty there everybody I loved how everybody was friendly I can't pick one thing that that was the whole lot like everything was really fun and just being like with my friends and yeah it was cool yeah yeah not like all those mean people at the junior high winter camps am I right yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just kidding just kidding we love we love junior high we love our junior high ministry but yeah yeah that's awesome I'm glad you're able to enjoy your first time going to going to Hume it's definitely a good time 
I'll open it up. Any fun highlights from our co-hosts that went to the retreat, which is pretty much everyone but me. Um, so anything that you guys would say, you got any any fun memories from that weekend? Yes, I want to share. Um, the last couple years, I, I've been going like right after the first. So when we get up there on Friday night, we have chapel and dinner and all that stuff. And then right after that, I usually go over to where the snowboarding is at. And then I grab some popcorn and hot chocolate and I watch the kids fall down the hill. And that's pretty much the highlight. <laughs> so that was so fun watching them just face plant and like down the hill. So kind of similar to Michael's, um, not as much speed though. But um, yeah, but this year is kind of cool because like we had so many of our youth that wanted to try it. So on Saturday there was, it was fun because we got to get, I, I wasn't just watching strangers fall down a hill with, you know, no ability to snowboard. It was like our kids. So it was people I love <laughs> falling and getting hurt, which was great. So that was a lot of fun to watch. That was probably yeah. one of my fun highlights. <laughs> it's like America's Funniest Home Videos, but live. it's <laughs> like you free. get to be there while it's happening. <laughs> and they give you popcorn for free to yeah. watch it. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> any other memories you guys want to chime in with michael michael liked that that church face planted but i think one of the highlights was seeing michael face plant <laughs> yeah michael took a good spill i think that was all our favorite part of the retreat just watching, watching people fall, fall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah snowboarding michael and gabe garcia had the best wipeouts ever and brandon oh, has man. it on video to prove it it was pretty bad and after you guys left i wiped out like worst like it was worst <laughs> Can we share those those videos, like, and link it to this podcast episode so people can watch Michael eat it? <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely, we can definitely, uh, we can, we can see if we can post something to our story. Maybe, uh, maybe a highlight reel of all the, all the fails and falls. We'll, we'll try to get that going when, the, when this episode drops. Matt, any highlights for you? I think, well, <laughs> I was supposed to be in charge of building the sled. Um, <laughs> for those of you at home that don't know, usually our engineer, Kevin, is, uh, given the sled responsibility for design. But this year <laughs> we had about a few boys that just wanted to go with this crazy idea to do a tether and have a detached sled. So that was a lot of fun. Just like kind of stepping back and letting them build it themselves and go down it down the hill. It was pretty awesome and it made it down. So we're two for three now with making it down the hill. What are we uh, it's, it's a lot lower than that. I think this is like <laughs> two for seven. Yeah. It's like two for six at this point. I think maybe yeah. three for six. There might've been one Only other half one. of the sled made it down too. Matthew Bush didn't make it, but yeah. the front half <laughs> of the sled, <laughs> they made it. So yeah, like 2.5 out of six, let's call it that. I think it's Matthew Bush. His, um, profile picture on the Bible app. It's kind of him looking disappointed, not making it over the jump. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that. Shout out Matthew Bush. We got to get that guy on a, on one of these episodes one of these days. But all right, a lot of fun stuff. We got box sled, escapades. We got broom hockey, cabin time, hanging out, watching people eat it on snowboards. That's that's what Hume's all about, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but more importantly, I know we there was a theme. You guys did go through, you know, studies um, through the Bible and through the Word, and and got some time to focus on that that weekend as well. So let's, let's just take some time breaking down what the theme for this year's winter camp was. What part of the Bible did you guys go over and what was kind of like the overall theme? I guess first let's start with, uh, we'll go back to Michael. We'll, we'll give Lena a break. We won't go to Lena first for every question. Thank you. So Michael, if you had to sum up 
the main theme of camp first of all you know there was a title right that was the title of the theme and everything yeah. so you know, what was that and kind of what did you guys go over uh it was called nomad i'm pretty sure and uh we covered the book of jonah and their way of getting us to understand was like gnomes like fighting against each other like two sides like the backyard gnomes and the front yard gnomes and the backyard gnomes in uh the little play that they did were the ninevites and and then they just covered the book of jonah yeah yeah that's cool so gnomes that's super random i didn't get it yeah i still kevin even if you were there you wouldn't get it but it's okay yeah i think they asked them why and they're just like we like gnomes we like the design (laughs) yeah just for fun so looking at gnomes going over the bible passage of jonah the book of jonah so we had the backyard gnomes representing the ninevites so i know there were front yard gnomes too so uh lena what was your interpretation of what the front yard gnomes represented um they were like represented like uh, like god's people more of as in like good people instead of like the backyard again i mean did you say backyard again (laughs) (laughs) evil backyard (laughs) all those castaways (laughs) i called them that too lena don't feel bad yes Instead of, instead of, like, the backyard gnomes. Because, like, the backyard gnomes, like, kind of, like, represented, like, the Ninevites. And, like, how, like, they were, like, wicked and, like, yeah. Alright, so, Squink, we know we know the backyard gnomes represented the Ninevites. The front yard gnomes represented, like, the good people. People who are trying to do what's right. You know, I guess in this case, maybe, like, the Israelites, right? Who are, like, God's people. But, you know, in terms of kind of the application that the speaker was drawing between this story of Jonah, the backyard gnomes, the front yard gnomes, and like our lives, kind of what would you say were some of the things that, what what was kind of that connection between like what this story was talking about and like the connection to us, if you had to sum it up? Well, what I wrote down was that... um God pursues us no matter what we do, if we're being disobedient or if we're running away, we're going in a different direction like Jonah. He's always going to pursue us because, um, like the speaker said, like God's purpose in his heart, it's, it's to bring us salvation. It's to save his people. And that's what he did with Jonah and he, God pursues. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Definitely, definitely some good stuff. So, Kayla or Matt, anything you guys would want to add to that? I think they they did a pretty good summary, but obviously, I mean, I didn't go. So, um, you know, is there (laughs) anything that you guys want to fill in there uh, about the gnomes? I think they covered it. (laughs) (laughs) What what was the head gnome's name in the the play? Jojo. 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 The cool thing is Jojo was the red coat for the boys. So we got to know outside of this skit. It's pretty cool. Mm. He was a cool nice. guy. But I like um, what Squink was talking about with uh, the theme about God pursuing us um, and that part of the skit for the gnomes. It's uh, Jojo. And instead of getting like, because it's kind of related, he's supposed to be Jonah, but instead of getting swallowed by a big fish, he gets like thrown in a dumpster and then he gets taken <laughs> to the backyard. <laughs> so that's kind of the, the part of the play that kind of correlates with God pursuing us as kind of that section where um, God kind of puts him in this uh, 
I don't know if it's like a garbage bin and then he ends up in the backyard. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So definitely the story of Jonah is really cool. I think it's pursuit in a lot of ways. Cause like God is first sending Jonah to this people that are really terrible people. So he's pursuing mm-hmm. them first and foremost. And then Jonah runs away from what God's asking him to do. And then God pursues Jonah so that, you can pursue these other people through Jonah. It's like, it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's a really cool story. And that sounds really great. So gnomes and the book of Jonah, I never would have made that connection, but I'm mm. glad the super creative people <laughs> at Hume did. So in, in the midst of that, I know we talked about God being a God who pursues and everything, but specifically to you guys, you know, as you were sitting through these Bible studies, I think you guys did one like Friday night. Um, and then you guys do, was it two on Saturday in the mm-hmm. morning and the yeah. evening and then one on Sunday morning. That's, you know, four studies. So from those four, just anything that kind of stood out to you, anything that kind of made you think or, or maybe something you already knew, but just were reminded of, you know, you know, what really stood out to you and why? I think a huge part of just all the studies was us being Jonah, right? Or Jojo, where he felt he was better than the backyardigans, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> because just he lived better than they did. Like they were rebellious. They were bad. They were whatever, right? X, Y, and Z. They sinned differently than Jojo. And God's like, well, I still care about them. I still love them. So go tell them to repent. And I think a huge, throughout all four studies, I think the, the common ground was the comparison. Like it doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Don't compare yourself to someone else and look at their righteousness compared to your righteousness. Because when it comes to God's standards, we all miss the mark, right? And so don't be like, well, I'm better than him, so I'm not going to go talk to them. Or they're doing way better than I am, so there's no way God will love me because of what I've done or what I'm constantly doing even now, right? Because we all sin regardless of where we're at in life. It's the sinful nature. We're going to sin regardless. And anyone who says they don't sin, they're, they're lying, which means they're sinning right then and there. But across all four studies, that was the main thing. Even in our cabin discussions, what a lot of the youth took out of the studies was the comparison. And they realized, you know what, I need to be looking at God and not at those around me when it comes to me pursuing God, right? And me seeking the Lord because he will continue pursuing me. But also when the Lord puts someone else in my heart, I shouldn't think that I'm better than them. And so they used Chad, who's like 10 feet tall, and this little girl, <laughs> right? And it was, it was a cool little visual, so... I think that was something huge that really stood out to me throughout the entirety of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely shout out to Chad. And I did see that, you know, picture and video from that of Chad getting called up on stage. <laughs> and uh, and then the other the other girl, she wasn't from our group, right? She was from another no, church. But no. it was funny because like her name was Lily and we have a Lily and they're both five one. So our Lily was like, wait, am I supposed to go up there? <laughs> <laughs> but he had it was a different Lily from another church. Wow, outsource the lily shortness. I huh? know. Yeah. Seems Blame. to be common gene in the lilies. Yeah. <laughs> Except well, name, for your, lily name your kid Lily and she's not gonna grow past five one. <laughs> so you've capped it. That's it. Unless your last name's Bell. Yeah. That's yeah, it. that's true. It's like a paradox. It's like her name's Lily, but she's Chad's daughter. So like... <laughs> well, and that's the thing too, is that the that comparison we, we had a picture of it. It wasn't like it, it was like how foolish would it be if Chad and Lily were both standing next to the Empire State Building and the mark for perfection that God has set would be at the top of the Empire State Building. And Chad looks down at Lily and goes, well, I'm still a foot and a half closer to it than you are. Like, it's still unachievable for both of them, you know? And so that's kind of the point he was making is that, like, it doesn't matter 
how tall you are, you're, you're never going to reach that. You're never going to reach that standard without the help of Jesus. And so that's, I love that, that, uh, standard that they were talking. Mean, it was a great visual, but, um, yeah, kind of on that, on that similar note as well, that like he, um, I love how he kind of gave these different references for the Bible. Like he says, like, um, the Bible is like, it, it gives, it shows us where the landmines are so that we don't, you know, step on those landmines accidentally. And so you could kind of put cones around it. Okay. Don't go that way. Like, okay, don't go that way. And, um, so he's like, it's like you're playing soccer in a minefield and it's like, okay, don't, you know, don't step over here. Don't step over there. And, um, sometimes it can feel like a, a list of rules, but he, he was talking about, um, the wrath of God and how, um, how God hates anything that hurts his kids. And so sin hurts us. And he's like, ah, I hate it. And he has to deal with it. And so, um, when you're standing before a holy God, you're, you're never going to compare. You're never going to, um, measure up to that. And so only through Christ and his sacrifice on the cross and, um, his resurrection, are we able to have access to the father and how we're able to, um, he sees us with, um, you know, Christ standing in front of us saying, I'll take the brunt of your wrath. So that was really, really awesome. I think just to hear about that. And, and he was also talking about like the Bible isn't a book. He kept repeating this over and over again. It's not about things that happened, but it's about what happens like it's currently happening. And so it's relevant. It's it's applicable to our lives today. And so I, I like those two um, parts of his messages that he went over. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And there's a lot of people on this podcast episode, but there's still something I want to share. <laughs> <laughs> but me <first>. My turn. <laughs> yeah, something that really stood out and I just want to get it across. Because when he talks about, even though like Jonah had disobeyed God, we don't really like to compare ourselves to Jonah. Like we won't disobey. We won't run. If God calls us to something, but we are, we are Jonah in that story. But it says, even though Jonah disobeyed God, God still chose to save him with the storm. And then he chose to save him with the big fish. And so in those moments, Jonah could be like, why is this storm? Why am I getting thrown overboard? Why am I in the belly of a fish? Right. And so with us, when we're disobedient, when we, when we go through, tough times because we put ourselves in that situation, we can easily be like, God, why are we going through this? But God can be putting us through that hardship to save us from the destination we planned for ourselves, right? And so I think that was a huge part as well. I was like, yeah, we may be going through hard stuff, but we put ourselves there. But God's using that to save us from what could be even worse. I thought that was a really huge point as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's awesome. All right, let's hear from some students. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> speaking of having a lot of people on the podcast, Let's let's pick on some of these students here. So Squink, what about you? Something specific that stood out to you personally and, and kind of why it, it stood out to you? Well, I have three things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have one from the study from Visalia that Jay taught. I don't nice. know if you're supposed to share that, the Devo. No, we're not allowed to talk I'm... about Visalia. <laughs> no, it's <that's laughs> awful. We're going to edit this out. What happens in Visalia stays in Visalia. Yeah, no one's supposed to know. Actually, that's a good point. We haven't even mentioned it. So the... There's six stu- or five studies then. Yeah, for yeah. those that don't know, there's an extra bonus study that only our church gets to hear because we stop on the way up to Hume normally uh, the night, the first day. On, on Thursday, we stop on the way there uh, and sleep over in Visalia so that we don't have such a long drive and then, yes, Jay does teach a study. So from that study, there we go. <laughs> um. So when we went to, so we went to Visalia and um, 
the morning he did the Devo, I was like, I felt, I was like, I just felt like weird. I felt like it's not like, it wasn't like a morning, like, oh, like I'm so tired, like kind of thing. It was just like, like throughout that day, I was just out of it. Like I didn't want to do a study. Like I didn't want to do anything. And I was just like, oh, like, what am I doing? I don't want to feel this way. But, um, I just did. And I had like a hardened heart. And so in that morning, um, Jay taught about Jacob and how he was leaving his family. Cause you know, Jacob and Esau. And so, um, he left his family and he was camping out and he slept on a rock. And Jay said, um, Jay said he slept on a rock because he had a hardened heart. And I was like, I have a hardened heart right now. <laughs> so it was like, I was like, oh man. But, um, I think him just like saying that it was totally God, like speaking to me. And it was like, I have to get over myself because God put me there for a reason. I tested negative for a reason. He wanted me to go there. And, and I really like, I felt like alone too, just like Jacob did. I felt like lonely. And I, not like, well, I'm like, oh, I don't have anybody. I just, like, I don't know. I just, like, felt alone. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> I was, like, I, I'm not crying or anything. I'm just, like. <laughs> but, but, um, but he was just, um, Jacob felt alone because, you know, he left his family. And, like, I was, like, okay, well, I can relate to that because I feel kind of, like, lonely right now. And, you know, I had to leave my mom. Because my mom was sick and she stayed here and I didn't want to labor, but it was God's plan and I had to go. So I think he was just realizing that God's in this place with me, like wherever I go. And like, I like, I get so caught up in like, oh, I'm like alone. Like, I don't, I feel like it's, it's kind of like when we're home alone, like we're like, we're home alone. Like nobody's in here. Like I can do whatever I want. But God's in there, like, watching you. He sees what you're doing. He He's there with you, like, and, um, yeah, that's the one thing that spoke out to me, um, was that I'm not alone and that God's always with me. And the second thing <laughs> is that um, I found it really interesting that, because uh, Pastor Austin, or that sounds weird, Austin, he was, um, he said, he was talking about God's wrath and he said, I found this really interesting because I've always wondered why does in like the Bible times, like why does God pour out his wrath on the people who, whom he says like we should love and in the Bible, like all the old times. So he said, he said, God's wrath is his love and action against sin, against what hurts his children because, you know, he, he loves us. And that's why he does it. So I found I found that really interesting. I'm like, well, that answers my question. So um, <laughs> I thought that was really cool that he that's why he does he loves us and he cares for us and he doesn't want anybody to hurt us. And like he was using an example, um, his daughter Piper, she got hurt and he <laughs> he just wanted to hurt whatever hurt her, that snow. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, because she fell and she had a bloody nose, but um yeah, I didn't like that's how God feels about us and I thought that was that was really good. The third thing was how he said 
God's heart is for his purposes and his purpose is salvation. I really love that. That's, that's like really, really good. Like, it just like spoke out to me. And, um, he also said, he's like, it's like a loophole. Like it just keeps going because it's his purpose. Cause it's the purpose that he wants for us. And no matter what, if we're wicked or if we're following him, like he's still, you know, it's this loophole. He's still looking and watching over us and he still cares even for the wicked people and um he he still wants them to be safe and he still has that love so yeah yeah that's awesome i love it three things that's great (laughs) michael you're up next and just so just so you know the rule is you have to beat the number that the oh no So I'm gonna need I'm gonna need four things you learned at camp. Well, I don't know about that one. In alphabetical order, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, one thing that really stuck out to me is uh, the semester before Hume. It really sucked. Like, it, <laughs> like it really sucked when one grade would drop. I would work hard and I would bring it back up, and then another grade would drop. Like it was just a mess. And building onto the comparison thing, I used to compare myself a lot, you know, and uh, I would pray about it. I would be like, I would like ask God, like, why is happening? Like Jojo, like why he was throwing this in the trash can. I would, I would ask God, like, why this is happening to me? And like, I'm working harder and I'm reading my Bible. Like, why uh, are my grades not where I want them to be? And I don't know if you heard, but it was kind of cool that I was there in like the first place because I signed up to Hume like incredibly late, like, (laughs) like 30 minutes before the mandatory meeting late. (laughs) (laughs) And and apparently like the registration had already closed. So, uh, but Lisa, for some reason, just opened it up like God spoke to her and like really wanted me to be there. So she opened it up and I was able to get like the deposit in before the mandatory meeting. And I thought that was really sick. So the fact that the comparison was like the whole thing, like that was the whole point of human. That was like the main message it was like, it was just like, I it was eye opening. It was crazy. And my prayer going forward after Hume would be to like be able to see things like that, like see what God is doing like behind the scenes, because I know like what he's doing isn't always going to be like that blatant. Uh, I know it, like I'm not going to see it like that fast or that quick. And I just I just hope I can keep seeing that because I feel like that would really strengthen my faith and stuff like that. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I love that. And I love how you brought it back to like even moving forward out of out of camp, right? Moving, you know, moving into regular life. I think that's an important thing to always think about. It's really easy to sometimes kind of like learn something at camp and then just totally forget it. As someone who has gone to camps since I was, uh, I don't even know, basically since I was in junior high, I've been going to camps and I haven't stopped because I never left the youth group. Um, (laughs) never graduated. Uh, still working on it. You know, it's so easy, you know, going to these camps and, and just like kind of going, learning something and then just kind of forgetting about it moving forward. But but it's great. It's great that you're you're thinking about that. And and yeah, definitely like looking for how God is working, even when you're not at camp. 
because he always is working and that's the amazing thing and sometimes all it takes is us trying to see it but yeah god is god is awesome he answers prayers he definitely knows what we need to hear and and he's gonna put it in our way if we're just willing to to listen so that's that's an awesome answer michael i'm I'm really glad to hear that lena you still have not shared so we're gonna have you share uh one thing that stood out to you and even if you want to maybe like michael did hit on a little bit um, maybe how that has maybe continued on after camp now that you're back home. You know, just what, what kind of stood out to you from camp? Um, I actually have two things. <laughs> nice. There we go. The first thing is that on Saturday morning, Austin was talking about, like, idols. And I know, like, for me, when it comes to, like, celebrities, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm totally going to, like, die for them. Like, I would, like, do anything for them. Yeah. And then, like, later on, like, I'll, like, rethink the whole thing, and then, like, I'll regret saying that and being, <laughs> like, oh, like, I shouldn't have said that. And, like, instead of, like, instead of doing that, I'll be, like, praying to God and telling him, like, oh, like, I'm sorry for doing this and for saying that. And I should, like, be, like, worshiping you instead of, like, you know, like, being so, like, overly dramatic and, like, go to the celebrities and be like, oh, but, um, (laughs) but the second one was, is, I would say is the most important one to me, because I know, like, it happens a lot, and it's like, you can idolize your phone. It's, like, really hard for me to do that, because, like, I'm, like, honestly, like, constantly, like, on my phone, like, not, like, caring, like, about, like, anything, like, that's, like, around me, and, like, I'll, like, kind of, like, black out like whatever is like going on around me and like I would like kind of like tune out like if I'm in a conversation I would like not like really like listen and so like yeah I feel like the phone is like the most like hardest thing for me I get exposed by by my family that like I'm always like on it like every day (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) yeah 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 for sure that's that's a tough one and the phone thing Man, I feel that it, it sometimes it's so easy to get drawn into our devices. And like you said, it, it can become an idol, right? Um, and that's something that God wants wants to take over in our lives as well. So, I mean, how was that for you? Like going to camp, not having your phone. You know, how was, how was that experience? <laughs> At first, it felt weird, even though like I should be used to it. Because <laughs> I would always be like, oh yeah, like I'll like think about it and be like, oh yeah, I'll text you to let you know. But then I'm like, Wait, I don't even have my phone with me. I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> but <laughs> but I think it felt, like, really, like, nice and, like, good to, like, not really have my phone with me constantly. Yeah. So then moving forward, kind of coming out of camp, have you tried to not be on your phone as much? How's that been going for you? <laughs> it's going okay. Um, <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm starting to, like, want to put, like, a time limit on my phone. On, like, all the apps I have. So, like, I'm not, like, always, like, on them. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a really cool, like, practical step, talking about getting practical coming back from camp. It's like, yeah, those, those are the kind of things where it's, like, where you can implement them for sure when um when you realize something. And I think that's that's a good thing to do. So I definitely encourage you to, to keep moving forward with that. But I guess going back to Squink, I know we we went over your three points, but of those three, what's something that you kind of would say, like looking at how it's been continuing now that you're back home, um, even after camp, what's what's some way that you would say that some of those things have kind of kept on incorporating? I think it's for sure like um, 
been in my heart a lot. Like I've, I've definitely like have it engraved in my mind. Cause every time, like I hear about like Hume and everybody just like talks about it or like, I don't know if I just think about it in my head, like by myself, I like think of the studies and think of what you said. Cause he's such a good pastor and it's such like good studies. Like it was so good. Like I can't even, but I think just, it's just like, I have it like almost like memorized. I have it engraved in my heart. Like God's word. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. And I think, you know, some of these things, you know, the Bible talks about hiding things away in your heart or there are specific characters in the Bible. We look at um, Mary, you know, in the Bible, she, she hid a lot of things away in her heart. And I think the Bible also talks about the Holy Spirit bringing things to our remembrance. So I think if nothing else, you know, you guys, as you have this experience at camp, um, and hopefully for everybody who might be listening in, who was able to go to this camp, you know, this Hume Lake camp or um, you know, if you're listening in, you're a student and you've gone to any camp, really, you know, in those times when God speaks to us, even Jay, I know, had mentioned this, you know, God brings those things back to your remembrance as you move on and as you continue on in your life. So definitely, it's it's always good to have that in your heart, in your head. And like you had mentioned, right, even like something like the wrath of God and kind of coming to a new understanding of it, understanding why God can be so wrathful and getting a new perspective on that. These are all great things that as you guys move forward and as you grow, it's really awesome that that this is a part of what you're learning about the Bible and about God. So super excited you guys had the opportunity. But is there anything else anyone would like to add before we wrap this up about some stuff that stood out to you or just anything, anything at all? You know, when people who are teaching will ask questions kind of in the middle of their studies or at the end of it and just kind of go off and think. A couple of questions he had mentioned, one was like, who is God to you? You know, and I think... Um, whether we answer these now or those listening in, like just really listen and and, and seek your heart and, and kind of find out who is God to you. Like, are you just saying God is Lord because you go to church on Sundays and that's it? Like, how genuine do you believe that? And then he kind of ended saying, how do you treat people you don't like? And then how do you treat people who don't like you? And I think that's a, that was a huge takeaway as well. Well, just with JoJo's perspective, because it's easy to just avoid people we don't like right or those that people that don't like us like okay fine i'm not going to be around you but god calls us to those people at times and it's like well how do we treat those people so i thought that was a great question and then a, a final point that really stood out was it says god cares more about the location of your heart and not the location of your feet and i thought that was pretty cool too so just kind of my last takeaways from the hume weekend yeah yeah, that's awesome. And definitely some good questions for everybody to think about as we move into the rest of the year. I'm super excited for all of you guys who are able to go. I know definitely encouraged by what I heard today. That's some really awesome stuff. Wish I could have been there, but I'm glad God God was doing the work that weekend and glad you guys all got something out of it. So yeah, with that being said, I mean, thank you guys all for for coming on here, for sharing, for for being real with us. And it was great to hear about your guys' experiences for all of our co-hosts as well, you know, looking forward to to this next season of the podcast. This is just the beginning. Yeah, we're going to see more of Matthew, right? Yeah. <laughs> or at least here. Hold me to that. I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of you guys listening in, you know, we're excited to, to kind of move forward in this season with you guys as well. So definitely reach out. You know, if you have any questions about today, if you have any questions about registering for our next camp that'll be coming up, which is summer camp, start thinking about it now. Uh, reach out, talk to one of us if you grab us at, at youth group on, on a Wednesday or a Sunday. 
Or uh, obviously you can always contact us through Instagram uh, if you want to do that. You can contact us on Instagram at Committed Youth where you can find us on there. Or you can send us an email if you want to send us an email to give us your thoughts or suggestions on this episode, any future episodes. You can send us an email. CommittedYTH at gmail.com is our email address. And we always love to hear from you guys. So from all of us here at Committed Youth, from all of us on the podcast today, we are going to say God bless and goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 B